Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. Amelia, we have the king himself on the podcast today. Namor cosplay needs no introduction. What's going on, man? Uh, firstly, for the viewers who can't see, because uh, we're doing audio only, <laughs> um, I jumped on Zoom and Paul put his background as a photo of me as Namor, and I'm honored that he is the president of the Namor cosplay fan. So. <laughs> I, you know, it was so easy to even pull this photo because I just typed in Namor cosplay into Google and you're essentially the only person who comes up. So it was so great. And I love this pose of you right there. You're like on the beach in Malibu and yeah. you look very regal. And you're doing the Haruken. The Haruken. Yeah. <laughs> Got it going on. Well, I should revise your bio to say winner of the Marvel Becoming Cosplay Contest in San Diego at the official Marvel booth. What the fuck, man? That's insane. Thank you. It was um, it was pretty cool. Um, to say the least, it was. Uh, so I wrote, I won. For those who don't know, I won for Ronan the Accuser. It was really just been my big cosplay for 2023. Uh, I've been milking the shit out of him. It's the best way possible um because he's my best cosplay i've ever made um and i wanted to enter him in the marvel becoming cosplay contest it's free to enter you know there's no sign up you just kind of show up at the booth and there's like you know they have a cap and people can enter and um there's a lot of great people there i remember thinking i was like oh i'm gonna do really great and then i walk in there's just so many amazing cosplayers like there was this amazing namora there was a great thanos but i thought i thought the thanos was gonna win to be honest and um so many great people so i was like oh this is we'll see what happens i'm be happy to get honorable mention you know <laughs> um, you know because there's a lot of talented people there and then they call my name and i was like kind of stunned for a second because i was also so um i was dying of heat exhaustion a little bit <laughs> uh because ronan is he's all foam and stuff so and, like if you pull foam yeah it's all foam and if you pulled the collar of my armor out you could just feel a vent of steam coming out and like i told my friends like put your hand over this it's like oh my god that's in- yeah it's it's hot it was hot in there but you know, when they call my name i was like just like insanely just happy and um i don't feel like uh what's the word it's uh imposter syndrome like i felt like you know i was like thinking like there's a lot of great competition here but then when they call my name i was like okay i feel like i deserve this like i don't not being like oh well this person should have won and i think that's something i was proud of myself because sometimes i do feel imposter syndrome especially with instagram so it was like nice when they won i was like you know i do deserve this i did work hard and ronan is fantastic so um i was pretty happy and then well i i've seen this firsthand because you did ronan at wondercon and you woke up at what like five in the morning for that one no no that was colossus so i woke up at like a reasonable hour so (laughs) 
<laughs> I think that was we like shared a room at WonderCon and you had to get ready because you were doing Colossus and Ronin that weekend. Yeah. And so you 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 it wasn't as easy as just putting on the costume. It it never is, but these no. in particular, you had to do the makeup for it. And I remember yeah. you being very dedicated, waking up and sitting and getting that makeup and all that paint done. I'm never doing Colossus again like that. That was that was just wasn't it was really fun, but I was just so much waiting around just to, to be painted and stuff. I Ronan, I'll do and talk about character growth. Um, since WonderCon, I've learned to do my own Ronan makeup, which has been great. Um, because the first time was uh, Alyssa Hope, she did my makeup at WonderCon, and then Shout out Alyssa. Kind of doing it, she was teaching me a little bit, telling me what to do, and then I uh, I've been doing it myself. I did it for San Diego, so oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that was. That was actually a little stressful too. We had the Marvel meetup and they moved it up like a whole hour. Like before the week before it was like, I think it was 11 o'clock AM. And then like the week of they moved it to 10 AM. I'm just like, great. So, you know, they're probably thinking, Oh, everyone's going to roll up at 10 o'clock. And it's just like, great. Well, some people got to need at least two hours to put on their makeup in the morning. So <laughs> I, uh, I was pretty bitter about that. Um, Cause I don't think they were thinking about people who wear makeup. The thing of you, oh, yeah. let's put our costumes and go to the convention. Not, you know, so I was up at like six, so I got up at six a.m. and then ate breakfast and then because I knew I was I wasn't going to eat for the rest of the day and then uh, did my makeup and we got there like at ten twenty. Uh, we were a little late. The Uber driver was like late and then, uh, but we, we Wait, made it. Where, where did you stay this year? Uh, I don't know. I forget somewhere. <laughs> It was it was a nice spot, um, so not too bad. I got to sprawl out and do my makeup and get there in time. So good. Uh, I'm gone. yeah, yeah, it was good. And then yeah, it was cool. It was I was dying though, dying in the heat. Like um, they did like you know the meetup and they do you know individual. Does, does Marvel officially sponsor those no. cosplay meetups? I'm always so confused by that because no. again, not a cosplayer, just the president yeah. of the Namor cosplay fan club. But are so does Marvel organize that meetup or is it someone else who's just part of the fan community that does that? Um, I don't think it's officially sponsored that they show up there. Like sometimes they'll have like a reporter come by and ask questions. Like this year they had someone come by, they're pulling people asking, like, oh, who would you pick? You know, who would you upset with? It was actually a scroll the whole time. So um it's more just like fan, just like it's a it's a Facebook group and they just like you put the timer out and you show up and and stuff but at the end there they had everyone together and they were doing the big shoots and like the sun came out and it was really hot and like oh being like okay and the photo like this and wait i want to jump in the photo like photographers were jumping in and i was just like i gotta go so i literally had to leave the stands because i was just like overheating in my thing and there's like wait one more one more and i'm just like okay i'm done here like you're like goodbye absolutely I'm high maintenance today <laughs> so, so did you know you were going to enter the marvel cosplay contest of becoming cosplay yeah. contest so you knew that going into did you do that last year i don't remember no no this was my first time doing it um okay yeah i wanted to try it because um i'm gonna i'm gonna be entering ronin in the la comic-con cosplay contest like the big oh, one yeah. the official oh, one you did name more for la comic-con yeah because I remember that. Because I was going to be like, I swore I remember a video of you, but I would have been there to have seen it. Yeah. But this was just a video. I got you. Yeah. So, so it was I'm LA Comic Con. Yeah. So I'm entering Ronan to the big one there. 
I really kind of wanted to go into this one because it was free and, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't affect my entry into the big one. So, because it's not officially like, you know, Comic Con, I think it was more of a booth thing. Um, so, uh, I wanted to see how I do. And obviously, I won. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I have a lot well, of. I mean, your Ronin is great. I mean, that goes without yeah. saying. There's no imposter syndrome. There's nothing. You worked hard on it. It's one of your yeah. best builds ever. And it goes without saying that everyone else who entered is equally as talented oh, and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I forgot who. Uh, was it Pat Loika who posted a photo of that uh, kingpin who was like really oversized yeah. from like across the Spider Verse, and then in the corner there you are as well, which yeah. I love. But it it just looks so insane, and and it's a testament to your talent of how you were able to stand apart from the pack and and win that. Yeah. That's a, what did you get when you won though? Like what what is that like? Uh, so that's that's the fun story. So there's no, it's not like an official contest. So there's no there's no prize money. Um, but we, I, the first place did get, I got, a, a Hulk hot toy. Um, although second place got a, one of those like Thor hammers, like the really nice ones. And I was like, I would have preferred that. Wait, um, like a prop replica. It was, you know, one of those like Hasbro, like legends. Toys, oh, okay. Oh yeah. 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 I got you. would prefer that over a Hulk hot toy, but I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> um, but then they also, here's the best part is they gave us this lego figure of miles morales oh, and gosh, i think there's never you about this before yeah. but um i didn't know what it was i was like oh cool lego like you know no big deal and then this person after we were talking to our friends is like oh yeah that thing's worth like a you know a couple thousand and i was like what um so actually it's now that we're speaking now i have sold both things because i sold the the spider-man lego for two thousand dollars wow yeah that was and that was actually like a lower price they offered me a lower price and i was like i don't care i'll take it that's two thousand dollars that i get so i don't care if it's not you know if it's lower than what i asked for because i have no idea what i'm doing here i don't know legos enough and um i'm gonna once i get the money i'm gonna put some of it toward um hyperion cosplay i'm gonna do hyperion but i'm gonna commission him so um, they'll be going to that. And then I sold the Hulk for like 250. Um, because I don't need the Hulk hot, so I don't have the space for it. And he's not really a favorite Avenger. So um, so it's almost like I got prize money, but I had to like, you know, do it, get the prize money myself. So you know, I at San Diego Comic Con 2012, I believe they were handing out free Jean Grey Legos. And yeah. I got I got one of them. And it wasn't until like last year I realized, well, when, when we had Sam Hatmaker, in fact, I talked to you about Sam Hatmaker yeah. when you were talking about Spider-Man. He was here like, oh, that Gene Lego is like thousands of dollars. I'm like, I think I threw it out. Like $3,500, like literally just thrown out. But I threw it out like yeah. years ago. But it's insane how these collectibles, like they amass to so much. And God, I love that story that you won and that you're able to sell it and now you're going to put it back into your cosplay. That's really cool, man. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing of it was just really exciting just to be up there. And uh, like when I walked up there, I think, because obviously Ronan and Star-Lord, the whole thing, they started chanting to dance. So um, I did a little, little dance for them up there. It was pretty fun. Uh, so that, that was just really cool just to be up there. I, yeah, I just remember just smiling, even though I'm wearing like this, like, evil makeup i'm just like cheesing up there um that was really cool and then this is actually the best part after the contest you know we're walking down from the stage and this lady comes up to us 
And she comes up, she's like, I've seen this before. She like touches my armor and she's like, I've touched this before. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah. She's like, it's like, yeah, I work with the the costume uh warehouse with Marvel. And she says she she like handles like all the costumes that go up on display at the Marvel booths and the events and stuff. Um, that's her job. And she says she's worked with the Ronin cosplay many times before. And she's like, she's like, if you didn't tell me, I would think this is the real thing. And that was like, I think that oh, was like that's a huge compliment. Like I I am very grateful. I thought that was better than winning the contest because that was just it, really like, someone's seen it and they they said like this is like the real deal. And I was like, what? It was that just made my day. I was just like like and then, then we were asked her questions like oh so what did i get wrong like how does he get into it like you know what is this made of what are parts put together like uh just figure out how these actors actually get in and move in these costumes so did she give any particular insight was there any oh yeah she was like she was just spewing information she she loves this stuff so she was just telling us all this stuff and i was like oh i'm making adam warlock next how does his thing work and, and i was like how does icarus work because that thing seems impossible like you know Oh my um, god, yeah. that's insane. Dude, I cannot wait for you to do Adam Warlock. That is such a you character, by the way. Like yeah. <laughs> God, I, how did you what how, how are you going about him? Tell tell us everything. Um, I wasn't actually gonna do him. I thought he was cool, but then someone reached out to me and they said they want to put together a guardians group and they asked if I'd be interested in making Adam Warlock. And I said, I said, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. Um, cause I, I was thinking about doing the character, but his things look so complicated. I was like, do I really want to invest the time? And then I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know, what? I think I will. That seems like a good challenge. Cause I really needed something to really challenge me next after Ronan. And yeah. that's what I'm kind of going for next. I'm really moving on to new characters and, um, something that challenges me and, that's where I kind of got Adam from. And he's obviously developed further than just like being part of this group. Like I have ideas for myself and I'm going to make a stuffed animal blurp from the film. This little like, <laughs> thing. I thought that'd be kind of funny. Maybe get like a, like a, a baby harness for the front. That'd be kind of funny, but um, I'm making him right now. I'm in the middle of it. I'm hoping to have him for um, LA comic-con at the latest, but if I can get him done and I can uh, get everything arranged, I want to go to New York with you and oh yeah you uh, know we would love to have you in new york yeah. will poulter's gonna be there so um it'd be cool to meet will poulter in the costume so um, i mean so. that would be next level i'm looking at photos of him i'm looking at it, it, again man it's just like when you were doing icarus when you do other yeah. cosplays i'm like this is so you like i'm just looking at the photos of him and i'm looking at photos of blurp as well that would be hysterical if you could yeah and I I want to paint myself again. I really like face paint. So um, <laughs> like, I just want to paint my entire body. Yeah. I'm collecting yeah. uh, colors like the Infinity Gauntlet. So, so wait, um, oh my God, you could do the Infinity Gauntlet too if you wanted to give a nod to his comic book counterpart. Yeah, I was looking well. at some stuff. It'd be cool to get some edits and things going on. So um, this would be cool to be gold, um, gold and blue. So I've wanted to read Infinity Watch and some of the other like Adam Warlock comics out there because he's a character I know about in large strokes, but I've never done the deep dive, read every issue meticulously kind of deal. Yeah, I've, I've read a good amount, not like Nova level or something, but, you know, I read of him in Annihilation. I did read Infinity Watch, um, you know, just read him in piecemeals um i am reading the warlock issue that's been coming out um him with like eve so that's been a new one 
because I was excited about the film. And um, I also just, you know, like the movie version too, I think Will Poulter is hilarious. And um, I think his character is cool. I mean, his suit is very over-designed, but it's like in a good way, I guess. It's like, it's interesting. Um, as a But as a cosplayer making it, I'm just like, it's like, what the fuck is this for? Like, why did we need this? Like, there's like a tiny little square not connected to anything, like at the t- tip of his knee. I'm just like, is this really necessary? For the <laughs> we really need to put this here? Like, <laughs> I'm going to put it there, but... <laughs> We didn't get a chance to review Guardians for the for the podcast. I'm sorry, and I'm looking at a cover of Infinity Watch and Gamora's on it as well. So shout out to Brittany, because I think both of you would kill this look. Um, but what did you think of Guardians 3? I thought it was, and the whole thing was a perfect trilogy. Um, I agree. And the movie itself was amazing. Uh, it feels so weird because it's felt like a world away now at this point. Oh, um, I know. I, I did been watching pieces you know looking at like adam trying to find like you know good snippets of the costume um even though i did get a whole bunch of photos of the real costume at amc when the movie came out but um i really enjoyed the movie i thought it was you know perfect ending to the guardians um i'm kind of glad no one died uh and that um i think james gunn was smart in the way that he marketed the film because in the way he was talking about it like someone's gonna die it's last film dave batiste obviously still wants out you know someone's gonna eat eat shit um we don't go gamora's fine um everyone else is fair game and i feel like every character had a moment where you think they're gonna die like drax and the orgo corp nebula like you know holding down the ship Mm-hmm. Like uh, Star Lord, you know, uh, in space um, until his face blew up. Then I was like, okay, they're not going to do him dirty like that. He's going to live. Um, but I think it was good because there was a lot of tension watching. You think someone's going to die, and it kind of ends on a happy note. And I think that's kind of what the Guardians was about. Um, the core of it, it's not about like somebody dying. It's about the fun and the happiness and the family. And I think it ended well versus like you know being upset that like when the core guardians died, it's like a celebration at the end. And I think that's what the movies are about. They're about a celebration of the guardians. So, um, oh, gosh, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I was waiting for, for someone to die. I thought it yeah. was going to be star Lord. Cause I was like, Chris Pratt doesn't want to deal with this anymore. He's moving on, but no, I mean, they actually set Chris Pratt up to return in future films. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. I mean, obviously, like the Guardians is one of those IPs that I've had a personal connection with. And I sort of can project myself. I can project other people I know within this like found family, ragtag, intergalactic hero group. I just everything about it I've I've loved. And I I wasn't the biggest Guardian fan growing up. I mean, I've read, you know, a couple of comics here and there, especially during Annihilus. But it was the movies that really put them on the map. And then that Bendis run in like 2013 was just chef's kiss, like yeah. such a fun run. And I know people rag on Bendis so much in that era, but it was a very fun time to be a comic book reader because they were yeah. investing in these, like at the time D list properties. Yeah. So, and we only have the guardians and James Gunn to thank for other characters that have come in because they really truly took the bottom of the barrel characters and yeah. made them A-list household names. Like Rocket. I remember Chris Pratt posted this thing. He said he saved 
like a news clipping that said like will guardians be the first marvel studios bomb he says he's, he has the news clipping of that and obviously it broke records and it was huge now it's i mean there's they have rides at disneyland i mean it's obviously done very well for them um well it gave chris pratt his career for it launched yeah. his career i mean i you yeah. can argue it was jurassic park and parks and rec obviously but i mean that was like i think the first time it was proven that he well, is he like box office before jurassic park so oh there you yeah. go there you go i was actually just googling that now it's like which came first but regardless it put him on the map it showed that he could do a, a nice big box office opening and at the time yeah. i don't want to body shame or anything but he wasn't at the physical spot that he was here and people were like no, oh, no. no one's gonna he's not gonna be able to be the leading man and everything and he showed them he he really did he worked out he, he he went to the gym he documented his health journey and man i'm telling you that first guardians everything about it was perfect i like guardians too guardians 2 is yeah. my favorite that's where i I like Mine, mine's the first one i feel like there's just something so timeless about it so oh, yeah yeah i mean they're all great they, they oh, are yeah. really wonderful they're all like hairline differences in terms of my fave my, my rankings so um wait how would you rank them i'm just curious wait, what's your official ranking for the guardians uh guardians one okay. guardians three guardians two yeah. But they're all like hairline differences. You know, I think they're all fantastic and it's evil to make me rank them. But <laughs> I, I love, I mean, I love them all for their own reasons. They all have beautiful aspects to it. Um, and I actually, um, my friends and I, we watched the the marathon. Like AMC had a Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, trilogy marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were there for like eight hours or something, like seven hours or something, like crazy like back to back to back all three films it was a, uh, it was quite a journey because like we obviously we haven't seen the third one yet and i actually only went i said i wanted to go because i wanted to see um ronan on the big screen again mm -hmm. uh, i haven't seen him on the big screen since 2014 since the first film and i thought i just did the cosplay i want to see him on an imax you know so that's the main reason i went to the, the, the marathon but then we saw the rest of it and it was it was great just the whole journey of seeing everything in like one sitting and it was a long day but it was worth it so have you slid into lee pace's dms i don't know if i, you I messaged him but i th i think he has like a social media person in charge of it because he only seems to post when it's like advertising like foundation which is his show but maybe he'll come to a con one day um who knows has he not um, done cons before he hasn't done a con since 2019 so oh, wow. I like looking it up. So he's been out for a minute, but who knows? Maybe he's got a show on Apple TV. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I mean, go, get, go meet the, meet the stands, be part of the community and take those yeah. celebrity photo ops. Um, Yeah. I, you know, again, I, we didn't review guardians three for the podcast and I thought it was really, really great. I think in, in a world where we're taking the hard look at the MCU and what is landing, yeah. what is not landing. Guardian seems to be the exception of that role. And I think unanimously everyone agrees it was a good movie. I, I I was hearing someone because now, you know, the big talk on the YouTube is that Disney's falling down. And, you know, they, they mentioned Guardians and like, oh, Guardians like did well, but it could have done better. I was like, no, I think Guardians performed exactly where it should have. I forgot yeah. where the box office ended, but it was no different than the first like two installments. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a very that I can't believe we live in a world where eight hundred fifty million dollars is not considered good at the box office. And I know these are big budget movies with yeah. huge marketing, you know, behind them. But still, eight hundred fifty million—that's a very good, you know, very good box office performance. And also considering that China is no longer really a factor when it comes yeah. to the global box office anymore. I don't know if Guardians opened up in China or not, but I think I think. It's a- I think Guardians 3 did very well in the world where Ant-Man totally tanked. And I'm sorry to say Flash and Blue Beetle aren't performing either. And I and I liked yeah. Flash and Blue Beetle. I did not like Ant-Man 3 at all. Yeah. Well, I think also, like, I actually mentioned this. Uh, this Someone on Twitter was talking like, uh, oh, how come no one's talking about Guardians 3 anymore? Um, and I, I, I actually replied to the person. I was like, because it was a good film and it was unanimously a good film. So no one's talking about it because everyone agrees it was a good film. So no one's debating like the flash if it was good or not. It's like, no, Guardians 2 was fucking fantastic. Let's move on. <laughs> like, um, I, I mean, it's two things too is uh, my friend who's like telling me after the, the movie said, I feel like Guardians 3 is a good jumping off point if no one wants to deal with like the multiverse shit, like, like casual fans. I feel mm-hmm. like the guardians are the last like you know marquee legacy characters from like the original phases so i think that's a good point to jump off of if you want to be like i'm gonna take a step back i don't want to follow the multiverse bullshit um because i think it was just a good way to end things it felt like a great wrap on the characters and everyone spread out um it was it was sad though seeing you know seeing everyone go i didn't cry um but it was it was definitely emotional um i what you're talking about earlier was too is like the um, d-list characters i was thinking about crazy it is how you know people were crying or getting upset or emotional about like rocket raccoon in the third film and the pain he went through i was like could you imagine like telling someone that before the first one's like you know when by the third, third film you're gonna be crying over this cgi raccoon that you're making fun <laughs> of right now. Like, it's so true it's so guardian, true so. I listen, Rocket reminds me so much of my eldest palm that's no longer with us. So seeing everything that he went through sort of was really hard for me. But I will say a lot of people were turned off by that idea of something happening to Rocket, the animal abuse in the film. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was that terrible. You know, I have a high threshold for stuff like that, though. But I can see where other people would be like, no, 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 I don't want to touch that. But what I loved about it was that it was done in such a way to show his journey from where he began to where he, yeah. you know, ended or became and where he ended. And it's just, it was really, it was a wonderful journey for a CGI raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bradley Cooper. So, yeah, by Bradley Cooper. I still can't believe that's Bradley Cooper. For me, it's like, it's always so like insane, you know? Yeah. He's got his own voice to it. Um, but I, I love Guardians so much. I only saw it once in theaters, though. How many times did you see it in theaters? I think three or four. Um, okay. I will say that uh, I do still think the craziest, especially watching the marathon, the greatest arc in the MCU, I think, you know, you know, and it's, I know some Tony stands will be against me, but I think the greatest arc in the MCU is is Nebula. I mean, watching the first film and watching that third film, I mean... Oh, yeah. It was like a, like a, a side villain. You know, she was just a, a bad guy. And then now, like, it's just kind of crazy how in the first scene of the third film, like, you know, Star-Lord's drunk and then 
all of a sudden everyone's all the guardians are looking to nebula like what to do it's like and she's like leading the guardians and she's like it's just it's crazy how much she's like grown as a person and um like there was that moment when like she found out rocket was alive and she was like rocket and she was like like upset like and like you know she's like she's like relieved and like sad when she found out alive i was like that that was a good emotional moment i mean uh i just think she has a great arc and really just it's almost like she switched with gamora too because you know she's more endearing she's more empathetic and and then gamora is a little bit more in the harder you know assassin mode still and i think it's really kind of crazy to see the switch in the two characters toward the end she's like no killing you know even though she used to be the biggest sadist in the galaxy so um, <laughs> oh, she's like not about killing people well so i, I agree with you i think it, it's like when you see a character like cordelia in buffy the vampire slayer that starts off as this like side sort of foil to the main characters yeah. and they grow to be exceptionally wonderful heroes you know and and i think that's what what you pray for for every character that you come across in any media that they have that kind of growth i agree with you i I said that to jeff when we saw it i was like that gamora has come such a long way and it what began in guardians went through to went through the infinity saga to where she is at at the end of that film it's just it, it it was just so great and I'm really happy that we got that movie. I'm glad it was free of any angry talk online because now anything that's put out, anything, it's just there's something polarizing about it. And you're like, oh, I just either I enjoyed it or I didn't enjoy it. It, This is not a crucifixion or, you know, to say this is the best ever. Guardians was one of those conversations you can have with people and be like, oh, yeah, I saw Guardians and it was good. And I think it's probably the last MCU project we've had, you know, in the last, you know two years that has been absolved of any any strife yeah i mean i will say i do have one quick quip with the guardians 3 though let's hear it let's hear it one one problem because it it had to end well it was the the post-credit scene i had a problem with um that 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 little girl heard they called her philo so she's obviously philo and i was i didn't like that why are you making Phyla Bell a child? Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's stupid. I'm not overly invested in the character or the new Guardians team, but I was happy to see that that team that the Guardians would live on. That, yeah. that I'm cool with. Yeah, just like, you know, Phyla Bell is um, the second Quasar, and she's like a core Guardian, and um, I just think, you know, she's, a, you know, I don't, you know, she's, I prefer the original Quasar over her, but um, I do think I was like a child. Really, we're going with these kids route. Get like preteen, maybe. Like you know, it's gonna be a while before she's like an adult doing adult things. Like you yeah. know, she's, she's a kid, and she's like just like also trying to seed the future, like really deeply seed the future. But well, that's what I, I was thinking. Like, well, they're obsessed with having like kids now in the Avengers. Yeah. Like you know, legacy. Like that one day these Avengers will succeed, and I don't know why they just don't jump directly into Young Avengers, which is there's your next 10 years worth of movie. If you did that, I did children of the Avengers, you know, from Tony to Thor, I'm just not vibing yeah. with them. You know what I mean? It's a um, growing pains right now. So what? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just glad that I feel like uh, Iger was talking about, he's like mixing like Disney plus shows. Cause they've been all pretty mid to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. minus the Um, and 
this is something unrelated to like Disney Plus in general, but they think there was a rumor that they, when they axed a bunch of Disney Plus shows because they wanted to make them movies, um, one of them was Nova. And I was so relieved to hear that because I've been very against the Nova TV show because I don't think it'll, you know, they need like a Guardians level budget for that. I mean, he's not like a earthbound like Archer, you know, he's a, he flies at the speed of light. He shoots blasts out of his hands. He's interplanetary travel. Like, um, like there's even one thing I referenced too is there's a moment in Guardians 1 when all the Nova Corps like join together their ships and they're blocking the, the Dark Aster in the final mm-hmm. scene. That was like um, a last minute addition. So oh, it's like, you know, if you want to do something big like that, you can't do that on Disney Plus budget. So you can't um, do that on the Disney Plus budget. No. Well, well, so some of those Disney Plus shows were getting an obscene budget, but it was spread out across like six hours worth of television versus, yeah. you know, two hour movie. I, you know, I think they're all taking a look at what's going on with the Disney Plus, you know, subscription model and like the churning. I every every youtuber every person that comments on marvel is talking about that now i i'm with you i do not put nova in a disney plus show yeah don't put the x-men the, the rumor was that the x-men were going to show up in like disney plus shows that would stream into a much larger movie i no 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 don't do that i mean i at this point the way i feel about the x-men i'm okay taking a breath yeah. Or a beat until you introduce them. I before I was like, come on, you gotta get to the X-Men, gotta get to the X-Men. We got Disney Plus. Where what and now I'm like, I'm good. Get it right. Just get it right. Yeah. And I, I would imagine the same with Nova because we saw with characters that aren't, you know, that aren't like Tony Stark, they aren't Black Widow. If they don't get them right, they probably won't come to the show, see, you know, the big screen oh. ever again. And they'll blame the characters popularity not the quality yeah the writing direction or whatever and i would rather them just get it right don't rush don't rush the project because i mean obviously it's a dream of mine which probably won't happen but i mean i think the biggest thing i've ever read is the best thing i've ever read is the uh, annihilation in the cosmic saga Mm -hmm. um with abnet landing and i feel like that's such a huge event in the comics and cosmic and I think if you want to build out your cosmic side of Marvel, I mean, Nova's going to be your guy. I mean, he's a likable guy. He's well-rounded. He's a bit of a Captain America type guy. You know, he's a soldier, but he also is like not afraid to, you know, rip Nihilus's guts out from the inside. Like, um, you know, he's hardened and he has problems, um, but he's, he's an endearing marquee character they could make. I mean, he's cool. I mean, he has a great costume. and A marquee character is something they definitely need more of back in you know or or at least with their characters that could be marquee do not give them a disney plus show it's just something about it i I, it's so weird to even say out loud because wandavision again was the exception to the rule loki is the exception to the rule yeah you know i think with a character like she hulk for example that should be a marquee character they gave her a mediocre tv show that just didn't land well and she should have been introduced in a, an Avengers movie, her own, you know, film movie and and give her the proper yeah. CGI and all that. Because again, she there's no reason why right now She-Hulk isn't headlining a, a movie. And same with Nova. Nova is very deserving of being yeah. the headliner. I mean, you got a great cast. You, you already got Glenn Close, who I think should be a world mind. I mean, 
And get I think Glenn Close back in there. The destruction of Xandar, get some great CGI for that. That'd be cool. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's just, and also, you know, one thing I was saying too, uh, I was happy that Gamora and Star-Lord didn't get back together at the end um, for two reasons. Obviously, number one was the legitimate reason. I thought that'd be too easy. But it's like, oh, they got back together in the end. How, how nice, you know, right at the end. But I kind of liked how they separated and just like, you know, they're obviously two different characters now because yeah. the real Gamora died um, in the main timeline. So she's a different one. But um, a more selfish reason I like it because... Um, Zoe Saldana was like, you can totally recast me and let Gamora live on. And I think Gamora is in a great position if they do recast her with another actress. Like, you know, she's not tied to anyone. She's with the Ravagers. Like, she can go do her own thing. And I was like, perfect. Then you can bring in Richard Ryder and they can have a thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm just happy that it, that just, it ended well. And, um, you know, I think Guardians is just really just something special. It's one of my favorite trilogies um, of all time. So, Well, speaking of something special, you also went to the Hellfire Gala at San yeah. Diego, fresh off your win, right? From Yeah. What, oh, it was the God. same day? That was, that was so crazy, too. Because um, we got home from the contest, and um, I had to take off my makeup and stuff. Obviously, it takes about 30 minutes. And... Uh, I also wanted some food because I haven't eaten since breakfast. And, um, you know, there's like this small window, maybe like an hour in between the contest ending and this ending. And our friends were texting and they said, hey, you know, we're about to leave in 10 minutes. You guys ready? And we're just like, oh, we're not going to be able to eat, are we? Uh, oh. So we didn't get to eat until like after the event. But um, it was fine. I got I took off all my makeup. You never knew I was blue all day um, and the helmet on. Uh, and... I went as Hellfire Gala Nova. Um, Lee Garbett is the designer of it. Um, mm. And he was he was really cool. He was so excited about it. And I was sending him updates and pictures. And he was just like, he was reposting me and like getting all excited. And so um, that was really cool. And the gala itself was really cool. Um, from the first glance, I mean, it felt like a gala. Everyone's, you know, like a people dressed up. And, you know, you feel kind of cool because you're rolling up to the gala and all the cosplayers are there. And um you know they got some like cool events and uh displays and stuff uh the only critique i would say i was disappointed with was the photo opportunities because you think it's like people want to take photos and stuff but the problem was the locations where they had i mean firstly the, the lights are very dim everywhere so it's already low lighting but um like the what whatever it's called like the back walk the you step know, where repeat yeah, the step and repeat. Um, it was backlit, so it wasn't frontlit. Mm. So like I looked at the photos after the event and like it was I was pretty like dark because you it wasn't I wasn't lit properly. Um so that was unfortunate. I was like, you you would think that they would probably prioritize that over, you know, they want to like get people want photos, not like have someone hold their flashlight, but someone did. But a guy got like a few good photos because of that. They held their flashlight up. So like Yeah, I yeah. I feel like they should have been, it was definitely very dimly lit. And also yeah. the way it was sort of done, that was like a D23 and it was really difficult for people to get tickets and stuff yeah. like that. What was it? Did your ticket include an open bar at least? Um, you got one free drink and you got uh, yeah. a gift bag of stuff. Um, it, was, it was nice. Um, 
As my someone who friend. does galas professionally for a living, if you pay for a ticket, it should be open bar. That's the way I strongly yeah. feel. But this is a Comic-Con activation. It's called a gala. It's not supposed to be serious. But is, um, the other problem was it was um, it ended so early. Like, what time did it end? Like, I think it ended like um, like it, uh, like 10 or something, 10, 1030. I don't okay. think it was 11. Because uh, that was kind of late, but were there any like speeches? Was there like a run of show that like something like Jordan no. White come in and be like, "Hey, we're so happy to have you." The Hellfire Club or gala this year is going to be insane. No, nothing. No, it was basically just like a, a regular club, just painted X Men, um, which was it was cool to be in. I mean, that's some cool options, and I, you know, I'm not saying it was a bad event. Uh, I just think their stuff could have been better. Like yeah. I was talking with Chandler, we were saying how. I wish there was like more of a dress code because you got people rolling up in like shorts and t-shirts. And um, I wish, you know, if you don't want to cost, but at least dress a button down or something like look a little fancy. Yeah. But it, I, 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 was, yeah. I've seen people say that before. I'm of two minds of that, to be honest with you on one. If it was like a real gala, then yes, absolutely. Yeah. But a offsite Comic-Con activation. That's true. You know what I mean? That's just the only thing I would say, but like, if it was, I don't know how much the actual tickets were. I think there was um, something like without, sixty dollars. Yeah, the ticket without the membership was sixty. Um, yeah. So, like was, in that regard, it's like it was yeah, fine. It's not. I, I if it was one hundred twenty dollars, then yes, you do the full yeah. gala thing. Yeah, I was. I do wish they did have like a just like a designated spot, like a like a red. Like I was expecting like a red carpet situation, like like photographers, like the way they um, described yeah. it was like, oh, walk the red carpet and like get your photos taken. And I thought it was going to be like you know, have like great lighting and like everyone can walk with their costumes. And I wish yeah. they kind of prioritized cosplayers a little bit and had like a good like cosplay area for red carpet photos. Um, so, uh, but in the moment I had a good time. Um, I met, um, God, what was his name? Uh, he's an X-Men writer. Alicia introduced me um, to him, I but he was, he was bald. I think uh, Alicia from the X-Wife oh, who we love. Yeah. Wilder moves. Um, who had um, amazing, um, Rasputin or it was honest. I was like, I know I was floored by totally it. Shout out to Alicia. We love you very much. Yeah. I, that was one, probably one of my favorite cosplays of the, the weekend. I was like, it was just so incredible. Yeah. So the only, me. only bald person I can think of from the top of my head would be Jordan D. White, who's the editor of the X-Men. Um, and I think you were on his, I think you were on his Instagram. You were on someone's Instagram. That was oh, yeah, definitely that's there. Who it was. It was someone's Instagram and, yeah. Alicia just sent me a email from like Jerry Dugan's like email blast. Like we yeah. got on his like email blast for the gala, which is pretty cool. Oh. Um, put it together. Um, but I remember the funny thing was I was talking to that guy because he was like, "Oh, it's Nova," and we were talking about Nova for a second. I said, "Listen, I gotta tell you, you, you gotta talk to Al Ewing. You gotta tell him to make a Nova solo series. He needs to write one, not limited, not a limited series." It's got to be ongoing. He's like, all right, I'll tell him. <laughs> He's like, I think we all want that too. And I was like, great. So, uh, and I was, I wasn't being like aggressive. I was just like, you know, kind of just being like fun, like, like he needs to write it. Like, you know, you know, no, I, you know, it's so funny. It's, I think editorial is in a state of flux right now, but I've spoken to yeah. some people at times, you know, from the edit office and I've said things like, Oh my God, you need to do this. And I don't know if it's because power of X-Men is like a podcast and they see it more as a, we're going to report on it later, but they get all clamming. They're like, you know, we can't accept requests from fans. And it's like, no, 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 not, not, not 
trying to impose it, just trying to tell you where the some of the conversations are at. Yeah. So, you know, it's but also in fairness to 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 them, I'm requesting Nate Gray. <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't need it. We Nova and Nate Gray are very different characters. Although I will I would argue Nate Gray can be a marquee character if given the proper treatment. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you, got, so, you got to cosplay him and do it. So. Oh God, I know. I I, I definitely want to cosplay. I've had so many people come up and just be like, "Oh, you should totally cosplay." But it's not my thing, and That's I feel problem. not not to be shady. I just feel like other podcasters have gone that route already, and I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to step on those kind of like jurisdictions, and I've just never had that natural curiosity. But a Nate Gray cosplay, I would. And there's someone online I'm forgetting his name. I want to say it's like the Foam Prince or the Foam King, something like that. And he does these wonderful foam builds. And I'm like, man, if he did a Nate Gray, I would totally buy it and, and just wear it and be, that would be the only thing I do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's okay. You're a, you're just a salty dude and that's okay. That's what we need from you. So yeah, that's, I, I prefer being the report when people are like, how do you apply for cons and stuff? I'm like, I apply for press. That's what we are. We're not creators. We're not cosplayers. Yeah. We're not influencers. I hate that word, but we're yeah. not influencers. We are press. We are reporting on what happens. And we interject ourselves every so often with a, with a really bad selfie next to these incredible looking humans. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so hellfire gala was was a success it was fun it looked so much fun yeah it was uh yeah. definitely give it a b so yeah. you know it was, it was it was fun you know in the moment it was like really fun then after you're like oh there could have been some things different uh, i was honestly in all in all i was mostly just disappointed with the photos um yeah. the photo well, situation because we worked so hard and you know to and they encourage happen. you to to dress yeah. up like i saw the emails and we were on a publicity distro for it and they were yeah encouraging cosplayers and all that stuff why wouldn't they but the i don't understand so cool everyone looked amazing there uh yeah so many like so much. there's originals uh versions like there's this one person with storm who had like a giant storm cloud over her head it was oh, so cool God. um obviously michelle was there you know being michelle um the best she can so we were uh, at a bar a couple weeks ago when i was in la and we were just looking at michelle's video of her yeah. being uh, Emma and all her hand movements and all of us like yeah. <laughs> you were with three four gay boys and then you and you were just like yeah like we were all yeah. like gasping at how amazing she is so it's it's quite it's I managed quite awesome to see energy. her because I didn't get to see her for the most of it um for the uh gallop then I, I saw her as we're walking out and I I made and I, she gave yeah yeah, I said, I need a video of this. I said, give me the ticket. You know, <laughs> Emma's giving me the ticket. And I thought that was just really cool to like, oh, welcome to the gala. I was like, <laughs> um, no, it, it was, was so cool. much fun. I, I don't yeah. suffer from FOMO too much. And I didn't really want to do San Diego this year. But when I saw in particular you and Michelle and handling that, I was like, oh, yeah, just to be there for a second. But I would have been. I would have been one of those guys in shorts and stuff like that. I'd be like, I'm not dressing up for this like Comic Con activation. Yeah, but I, I definitely would have not cosplayed. But it looks so much fun, and you it know, was... I think the energy you brought to Comic Con this year, I saw it through your lens and and other people's lenses, and I, I just love the vibe you brought this year. You know what you didn't see though? The Comic Con didn't see was um because I was sitting in Ronan all day, and the annoying part was the contest was at five and obviously we got there at 10 for the 
you know, the meetup. And there was a point in the day because one of our friends had um had like a booth with like a top section. So mm. we were able to go up there a couple of times. And then I think maybe at like like 3 30 or something ish, we went we went back up there because we were all exhausted. You know, we're in these armors and like we're propped up, you know, we can't let our shoulders slant. And I swear to God, I just took all the armor off and I just slouched in there I like was like fading in out of sleep for like an hour because <laughs> I was just, and then I got my second win for the contest but I was just like up there and I was dying I was I, like I, um you know this is super comfortable but it's like it's a long day yeah so, I've I've but, never obviously worn a suit or anything like that but I can be empathetic to like the, at the end of a very long day to just take off like everything that's weighing you down just be like ah you know what i mean like just stretch yeah. out that's a good feeling like i don't know if i'm just i think like san diego is perfect with like i did like two days uh because mm -hmm. i went the next day to do to watch um the x-men panel with like michelle and chandler which was which was really cool to see you know, see them up there again and i did nova for that day and um but after that panel i was like i'm out of here <laughs> And I thought yeah. that was perfect because I don't think I could ever do four days of that again. That was, I think one day was perfect. I got in, I did the meetup, I did the contest, won the contest, saw the panel. And I thought that was perfect because it's not really a pro cosplay convention. So it's not really like exciting to like to see everything. There's no photograph area. It's just like, it's just chaos. Like we stayed at the Marvel booth for like most of the day on Saturday in the morning because it was just like it was just a sea of people around us and like this was like our safe space like you know um we're like we're just gonna hang out here because we're just hanging with our, our friends so um was like why are we gonna walk the convention floor we were talking about this with with luigi and nerd alert where it's like i don't think we could do four days of a convention like that so intense no. again I, and i don't know what it I, I don't know if it's just age or experience or you're just like maxed out on it i mean very different for me than it is for you, Jason or Luigi, but it, it is a very taxing thing. I, I remember for New York Comic Con, historically, what we always do is we're there for Thursday night, Friday and half a Saturday. And we don't if we if I have friends, I will go on a Sunday. Yeah. But by Sunday, we're like, we are done. Like, it's just, it's mentally exhausting. And New York Comic Con is in my backyard, San Diego, yeah. regardless of, unless you live in San Diego, you are traveling to San Diego. So you're yeah. adding travel and living out of a hotel room with that. And it's, it's tough, man. I don't think a lot of people understand that, like, these cons, they're really, they suck a lot out of you. That's why I think WonderCon. Yeah is a pretty good time frame. I, I'm forgetting, we did WonderCon Friday and Saturday and then a little bit of Sunday. Yeah. That's perfect. They, no stress, nothing. We're, we're something like San Diego starts like Wednesday night previews and there's so many people, never so that. much. Yeah. yeah. I think WonderCon is a little more relaxed. San Diego is kind of just like, everyone's in your face and it's, it's intense and it's like a marathon and, uh, you know, I also the problem was Sunday. I was just or Saturday. I was exhausted because I would say I couldn't eat eat all day because of my makeup and um and then I you know I had to drink water out of straw. You know, <laughs> uh, but I mean it was all worth it in the end. But it was a it was a very long day and um but I, I still enjoyed. It. I think just one day was fine and unless um, like it's like a cosplay convention, I don't think I'll do like you know L.A. Comic Con. I I'll do like 
you know, Saturday, Sunday, and then maybe like part of Friday for a little bit if something's really going on, but um, mostly the weekends. WonderCon's like a cosplay showcase, so I, I always go hard for that. Um, that's like you bring the best of your best situation, so... I love that. Well, we're definitely doing WonderCon again this coming year because I had yeah. such a great time. So it's we're one hundred percent doing that. I can't wait. So what? What? So what else is on the horizon for you? We have LA Comic Con. We have New York Comic Con. We know you're going to be doing Adam Warlock. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm president of the Namor fan club, so I think I of course. nailed it right there. What else, what else do you have um, on the horizon that people can be on the lookout for? I I might have one. Um, everyone's favorite blonde himbo um i'm just ken so, <laughs> you're ken enough i'm ken i'm kenough you know oh, kenough or yeah i'm sorry i'm like ken uh, enough but no it's kenough <laughs> you're yeah. kenough. i'm doing the mojo dojo casa house ken from the the big fur coat so um i'm very excited for that to be uh try something completely different instead of being a hero or a villain i'm gonna be just ken well, so. let me tell you something. If I had the abs to pull it off, I would not be wearing that as cosplay. <laughs> that would actually be my everyday outfit, just wearing like that big fur coat <laughs> and I'm just, bandana. I'm going to be Kenning all over the place. It's going to be great. Um, I'm doing Adam Warlock right now. Um, and then after Adam, I have updates I'm doing for Ronan. Um, right. More little updates. I'm just giving myself a month for that. Nothing crazy. Um Mostly just so I can move my head. That's the biggest thing. I have a, I, I did some ideas of how I, because I'm like very stiff in the yeah. his headpiece. So I have some ideas on how to move it a little bit. And I actually got mm-hmm. some insight from that costume lady I met at the after the contest, and she was telling me how the the helmet and like the the draping part is separate pieces. So I think that was kind of helpful for insights. Um, we need so to yeah, get her on the I'm, podcast, track her down. Yeah, I wish I got her email. I was so mad. I was like, I was like, just so dead. I just didn't think to ask for her email. Cause I could have just been annoying the shit out of her for Adam. Like, um, <laughs> but I also, you know, once I get my money for, for the Lego figure, um, I'm going to be commissioning um, Hyperion. Um, yes. You know, I hope next year I'm talking with some people about getting the squadron Supreme together. Um, I've recently become very interested in Squadron, Squadron Supreme because um, I started rereading Hickman's Adventures, mm-hmm. and uh, I really remember liking Hyperion when the when the comics were coming out. And rereading it again, I was like, now that I'm a cosplayer, like years later, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do Hyperion. So I wanted to read some stuff on him, and I got the whole Squadron Supreme issues and the Hyperion solo. So I'm just like, once I get the money, I'm gonna commission that and get like a muscle suit um so that's that's what i got going on so so this is absurd to ask because anyone who engages with power of x-men knows where to find you but where can folks at home find you um you can find me at namor cosplay um just all one word um but i guess i can see why they wouldn't buy me because i don't really cosplay namor right now so (laughs) uh, he's on a bit of hiatus he's just he's drinking uh you know drinking some alcohol in Fiji right now so getting a tan on so um while I'm suiting up in gold and blue so uh Namor Cosplay on all platforms so yeah boom check out Namor Cosplay on all platforms Instagram Twitter and DM questions about Adam about Namor about Ronan will happily answer them and you're so incredibly thoughtful we always love having you on the show 
Boom, man. And with Power of Excellence, we have a lot of exciting things up on the horizon. We are waiting for the actor and writer strike to subdue so we can uh, resume some talks with guests that we've had. And we'll continue our coverage of the weeklies. And we are, of course, migrating a lot of our content over to YouTube. So please check out our YouTube page.